Hi, friend. Thank you for joining us at Pasture Experience Podcast. This podcast, inspired by Psalm 23, is a safe space to be honest with yourself, experience the Trinity on your own pasture journey, and join our soul-nourishing conversations wherever you are on your spiritual path. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you feel encouraged and known. Hello, friends. I am here with a fellow Rebecca who happens to be the owner of the Spring Hill Antique Mall in Spring Hill, Tennessee, um, where we live. And um, Rebecca has been a pivotal part of my journey and um, a soul who has believed in my crazy dream. And I am inspired by your journey as well. And so I invited her here just to share a little bit about where she is in her own season of life and leave us feeling more known and more human and um, feeling grace upon grace. So thank you for making the time to come and be here. Well, thank you for asking me. So I always ask the question to start off with, um, where in the pasture, where in Psalm 23, are you most resonating with right now? Everywhere. (laughs) Does everyone say that? A couple people have said that so far. Well, in any given day, I am probably in three or four different, Hmm. different places and but first and foremost I'm in verse one Hmm. I lack for nothing and that's that is where I that's where I ultimately come back to Hmm. every morning and every night Hmm. but during between 6 a.m. and midnight-ish I will be in pastures I will be Beside the waters, mm-hmm. I sometimes I'm in the dark valley. Yeah. I'm everywhere. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. ultimately, I'm in verse 1. Mm-hmm. I love that you chose the the messaging of I lack nothing. Because that's only in one of the, in a few of the translations. I like it. I do too. Yeah. I lack nothing. Hmm. <sighs> that's beautiful. What are ways that God is showing himself? to be the answer I know that you're in a season of shifting in some areas and as you're looking for other answers how are you coming to know and experience him as the one who lacks nothing with well this this is actually an easy one for me I I think the question being how does he reveal himself to me every day this one's an easy one for me now Hmm. And my answer would have been different 10 years ago. And that's part of why this answer is easy today. And it's probably part of why I'm here today. Because um, my 58 years has has taught me to watch for him Hmm. more intently and to see him and see where he is. so and so going back about 10ish years ago um my life was pretty much going exactly how i had planned um henry and i had just moved back to tennessee from chicago so i was in my home state i was around family mm-hmm. i would run into cousins in restaurants or grocery stores and um i loved my job mm-hmm. and was very fulfilled in my job and 
Uh, it was fun. Mm -hmm. This was um, not with the mall, right? No. Okay. This was in my, my prior life in financial services. Okay. And um, my husband adored me, and my children still did and thought exactly what I told them to do and think. Oh, it was perfect. So, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and... You know, I won't go into a lot of gory details because that would take another 10 hours mm -hmm. and it doesn't really matter. Okay. But um, at that point, just kind of, it seemed like kind of one by one, everything kind of started, the, started going off the track. The wheels were coming off just, and it was, it was everything. It was my dad's health. It was, um, and financial services 10 years ago was not a fun time to be in financial mm -hmm. services. Um, and life, my life just got really messy. Mm -hmm. My very planned life that was going like I had planned it, <laughs> um, started getting messy mm -hmm. and, um, and it was hard. And, there, there was one point that um, <clears throat> that Henry and I would lie in bed every night and just cry and say, "There is no, there is no good answer. Yeah. That there is no good, there is no good way for this to turn out." Mm. And um, and it was a very, it was a very difficult time, and it was difficult for me because I had been so blessed mm. and I had led a pretty just mm. a pretty blessed life mm -hmm. an easy mm -hmm. life an easy life okay and not really had challenges okay not hard challenges and not long challenges okay and these were challenges that um were not going to go away they were going to impact not just myself but my family and and mm. a lot of people mm. And um, it was my mom um, who reminded me that God was not wringing his hands about what was going to happen to mm. Becky Rogers Stillwell. And that he never promised me that he would tell me why or how long or what the outcome is going to be. Mm. And, um, and that mattered. Yeah. That, that's what resonated. And one night, um, one especially difficult conversation that I was having with my mom and dad. And at this point, my dad was pretty far advanced in Alzheimer's okay. and was not very conversive. Mm. But, um, after we sat there for hours crying and and talking, my dad looked up and said, it's all going to be okay. And even in his state, he knew. He knew it was all going to be okay. Yeah. And that mattered too. Yeah. Words matter. Yes. Um, but on a daily basis, he reveals himself to me in the people he puts in my path. Mm. Um. Sometimes it's people that you meet by chance and figure out some connection or mm -hmm. that just have a, you know, you just have this instant 
um, I don't know, just feel this instant soul sisterhood mm -hmm. with. And sometimes it is people who will be my friends for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's people that have been in my life that I just hadn't realized how important they could be to my walk. And I, I have one friend in particular that her name's Jan. We were born on the same day. And every now and then, Jan will just very casually say, I'm thinking about doing a Bible study on XYZ or on this book or whatever. And and I'll think, uh, does it? Not really, doesn't really sound like my thing, but I do it to support Jan. Jan. And um, and now I do it because, mm -hmm. because every time I do it, I learn something, and I, I learn something that I didn't even know that I needed to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so he, he puts people in my life like you, um, and puts people in my life daily that remind me that he is the way mm -hmm. and I just have to watch for them, mm -hmm. not miss them. But, um, I can safely say now at this point that with every single challenge, mm -hmm. every valley, I have come out on the other end stronger mm -hmm. and more at peace and um, I think a better friend and a better daughter and a better wife and a better mother. And, and I'm fortunate to be able to look back on some of these trials and say, I, I could not possibly see what good mm. could come out of my dad's illness. Yeah. And now at this point, I can look back and see that it, brought me together with my brother, hmm. a, a bond that will never weaken because he was the only other person in my in the world that understood how I felt about losing a father sure. and losing our father, sure. who was pretty awesome. And um, it just, you know, we were a close family, but it changed that. Yeah. And, um, and I'm grateful for that. And with every trial, there are such blessings. Yeah. And even trials I'm going through now, I, I know that that in the end, it will be good. Right. It will be okay. Yeah. To join your dad's phrase, it will be okay. It'll be all right. <sighs> Such wisdom. So simple. Hmm. What, how did God sustain you in those, in those moments where you are crying in bed? with your husband and you're thinking, how is this going to change? Cause I, I so resonate with, we've had our own conversations. I know you, you know that, you know, um, my daughter and I have talked a lot about phrases that Christians say to mm -hmm. people when they're in, mm -hmm. when they're in trials and they don't, that they always mean well, but they don't, always resonate and I think um you know the things like it's all in God's timing yeah. he has a plan all of those things when you are slogging through the mud yes 
um, you know, you, you can know that intellectually. Yeah. Um, I think part of what sustained me through those times, certainly my family. Okay. Um, my husband is unflappable. Oh, what a he's great just, word. He's just, he's just mm-hmm. strong and he knows, he knows me mm-hmm. and he knows when to say, you know, this is the pits. And he knows when to say, come on, yep. come on, girl. Yep. Let's get up and go. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I've, I've got a pretty great family mm-hmm. um, that's very strong. Um, it was great friends and it was, it was, um, it was humility. Mm. Say more about that. Um, I think that humility is an underrated, it's an underrated quality. Um, and I, I won't say that I, I won't say that I thought I was proud, mm-hmm. um, but I'm I'm a little bit of a control freak. I like things the way I like them, mm-hmm. and um, and like I say, up until ten years ago or so, everything was going pretty much right on schedule, <laughs> and um, and what I learned. Um, through some of these trials is hum- is that humility is what softens your heart. Yeah. It's what um, makes us vulnerable mm-hmm. and vulnerability is okay. Mm-hmm. And that is when we are open. That is when we confess mm-hmm. that. And that's when my children learn from me. You know, I learned things mm-hmm. now that my daughter, my oldest daughter is, um, 27. And one of the things that has kind of come out lately is she said, you know, you never, I always just thought everything in your life was just perfect. You never, you never showed, you know, you never showed your vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and I told her, I said, you know, I never wanted you to worry about my problems Mm. because I never wanted you to feel like you could not come to me with yours. Mm. And, um, and she said, yeah, it doesn't work that way. You know, she said, what it made me think is that you're, you're together and I'm such a mess and you can't even relate. Oh yeah. That makes sense. It makes total sense. And, Hmm. So, um, I am much more open now and, and it is very liberating. There's Mm -hmm. a reason why we're told to confess. Mm -hmm. We don't have to, we don't have to air our dirty laundry, but confession of our struggles is good. And the reason why I know this is good is because when I was so down, there were some, some people that I didn't necessarily even know all that well mm. that reached out to me mm. and 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 I can remember thinking I never knew that this person had gone through that they yeah. seem so normal and so happy <laughs> they're smiling yeah. they 
get along in mm-hmm. society when I just felt like this is this problem is going to define me for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. And so um, their willingness to share. Yeah. And uh, there was one particular man that uh, on one particular day that really put things in perspective and and I I promised him I would pay it forward. Mm-hmm. And I and I want to do that. But um that's one thing that I would say is um you know we we don't want to burden our children mm-hmm. but it's good to be I I wish now that I had been more honest. Okay. More open with our challenges mm-hmm. with my children. Mm-hmm. I hear that. I hear that. So I don't, I, so humility, um, <clears throat> I think that's what we were on before I mm-hmm. went down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. But I welcome the trails. Um, humility is a good thing, and it's something that we don't pray for because it's <laughs> usually not very much fun to get. I thought I was humble, but yeah. You know, it. you can't force your, I mean, you, forced mm-hmm. humility doesn't, you know, um, what I say or how I live is different from, you know, was different from how I felt inside. I felt like I had it together. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was pretty clear and, and knew what I knew. Sure. And humility um, has taught me more about God. It's taught me more about people. Mm-hmm. It's taught me more about myself. And and I'm grateful for it. Yeah. I love that. Do you connect with with the Trinity more in their humble postures now than before? Absolutely. And and when all of those key verses about being humble mm-hmm. and about Jesus and his humility and um and those those do mean more they jump out of the page to me now mm-hmm. and i am uh m- much more open to um as as we say in my house the spirit of the lord instead of the spirit of rebecca and um oh that's too good um, and that is, that is learning to listen Yes. and learning to listen more and mm. not talk as much yes. like I've been talking for an hour straight here, but, <laughs> um, opening, I, I'm much more open to letting mm. the spirit drive mm. if I will listen. Yeah. Do you feel different inside because of that? Absolutely. Every day. It it's um I this is a poor comparison, but I remember when I first had when I had my first baby uh-huh. and I would take her to the grocery store with me and we would go run errands and I I just remember thinking, This is like having the greatest little toy, the greatest little gift that I can keep with me mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. and it makes everything so much more fun. And, and, and recognizing that the spirit, um, 
is living in me and wants and wants to to help me yeah. and wants to petition mm. on my behalf mm. and um and wants to let his spirit yeah. uh his fruit mm-hmm. and and reflect god it is it is like a gift that has been there that I hadn't really used. Yeah. I'd really been trying to do it on my own. Yeah. And that's really hard. Completely. And yet, how many of us resonate with that? Because like you said, when things are comfortable and they're going as planned, we don't think that, we don't, we don't even know how to disrupt that until something kind of falls off, like you said, off the tracks, like you said. Well, you don't. I mean, and that's what I recognized the first time I met you, you were very open and honest, and it was just very obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, I believed in you because who wouldn't? Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't? You were, you were the real deal. Thank you. So are you. And I love when you're sharing. I have this, like you. The, you said the word soft, and I had this image of kind of your. Some of the little sharper edges just softer air. Aura. Yes, yes. I just see you just this this beautiful <laughs> opening and soft softening and and, and tendering. Um, I love that. Thank I you. think I'm way more tender inside than yes. I actually come across sometimes. So I think that's that's another thing that trials mm. and periods of growth yeah. do for us. And that I, it's a good thing. It is. Yeah. That tendering from the inside out. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, I see it. Thank you. I do. I appreciate you, you sharing your heart. I, I do look for it. I'm like, mm, there's so much beauty in there. We're we're gonna kind of come to a close and but I would love for um, our listeners to be able to hear a little bit of the fun adventurous side of you about how the the sham, as you call it, came right. to be and and how they can experience it if they're in Tennessee or online um because the humility is carried out in the space that you own Mm. you walk in and you feel at home you feel welcome you feel this I can just come and be sometimes the boys and I walk through there just Mm -hmm. to have a little pause and a little soul refreshment so would you would you share a little bit about how that part of your journey has unfolded well why sure (laughs) I would love to um so we call it the sham because it's spring hill Antique Mall, mm. um, not everyone's favorite ac- acronym, but it's just so easy. So um, I had retired after a 27-year career in financial services, and then a year later um, took another interim role for a couple of years. So after my second retirement um, that I decided I was going to do much, much better, um, <laughs> I um, went to the Spring Hill Antique Mall, mm-hmm. and the previous owner, his name, uh, his name's Paul, uh, Paul and Margaret Greer. I went in. And I said, "Paul, I'm retired. I'm here for a booth." <laughs> and um, he said, um, uh, "Is that all you want? Is that all you're looking for?" And I said, "Well, I don't know. What else do you have?" Yeah. And he said at that time, you know, we're we're getting older, our knees are shot, and we're we're thinking about selling them all. And um, you know, so I said, well, um, 
does it make any money? And he said, well, no, but it doesn't lose any. And I went, <laughs> perfect. That sounds exactly like what we need. Mm. So I said, well, let me go home and talk mm. to Henry. So went home and talked to Henry, and I figured Henry would look at me and say, you have lost your mind. Mm-hmm. And Henry said, I think that's a great idea. And and my history with the sham is Spring Hill is right in between Franklin, where I live, and Columbia, where my parents live. Okay. And so a lot of times on Sunday afternoons, we would meet at the sham, and Paul always had coffee and a cookie. Yeah. And we'd, walk, we'd just meet, and we'd just walk through the sham, and I'd just kind of catch up because mm-hmm. I was very busy during the week. And mm-hmm. so I'd been going to the sham. I actually have the receipt from the first thing I bought there um, about three months after it opened, before I even had a house. And wow. I still have that, that uh-huh. cannonball bed. But anyway, um, so we, um, you know, came to a great, very easy agreement. And... Um, so we bought them all on January 1 of 2016, and on January um, 15th, my dad passed. And, um, you know, I, I, went to the, I went into the mall, and I told this just incredible group of mm-hmm. vendors and people who work there, I said, Y'all are just, just carry on. Just do whatever you do. Mm-hmm. They knew more about running the place mm-hmm, than I did mm-hmm, anyway. And mm-hmm. I said, y'all just, if you can't, call me if you need me. If mm-hmm. you can't get me, just make make your own decision. Yeah. And you know they did. Mm-hmm. And they were absolutely amazing during that time and gave me time to grieve and time to arrange and all of those types of things. And it's just and that's just how the sham is. It is a it is a pasture. It it's a is. haven. It's always cheerful. Mm-hmm. It's in a um, a nineteen fifty eight gymnasium. Mm. The scoreboard's still there. The bleachers, the hardwood floor, and it's just a sweet place. It really is with great people there. It's so true. I think I met you the first week we moved. Is that and, right? Uh, yes, and it was just this instant. You talked about that when you meet somebody and there's a familiarity, and I felt that instantly with you. And then I, you believed in in this heartbeat that I had to create these experiences for pasture. And so you, I said, have you ever, <laughs> have you ever done an experience here? And you were gracious enough to open up your antique mall, and we held a fall gathering of pastures there and had wine and it was church. It was just a beautiful open space untethered to a church, but we just came and talked about where we are in our journeys. And so I will forever be so thankful that you took a chance on me. And from now and then, and then I intentionally from there shrunk it smaller. Um, it was a wonderful experience. I loved, I loved having you and, and met some, met some wonderful yeah. women that still come in. I love that. And um, and we, you know, we reminisce, and mm. and it was a great, great, a great launch pad. I think it was beautiful. Thank you again. Um, as we close, is there any just wisdom nuggets you would love to send us off with? Um, even in the vein of of humility and just your heart be with that. What. What encouragement do you have for those of us who maybe are walking in some of the harder seasons right now? <clears throat> I've thought about this a lot. You have. Yeah, I have. Uh, 
to not go off on a tirade, yeah, but because we've got like, but I think I, I I think about three things. Okay. Number one, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Mm. Um, for me, the main thing is to not get too busy. Okay. Because uh, when I get busy, even when I'm doing good. When I get too busy, I can go from being a Mary to a Martha. Hmm. So keep it the main thing and choose the better portion. Second, humility is important. Pray for it hmm. and you will be blessed. And thirdly, I'm constantly amazed that at my age, I still have these aha moments from stories and scripture and preachers and elders and friends that I've been hearing all my life. Mm. Stay in the word mm -hmm. um, and search it intently, mm. not on the surface like I did for so many years, yeah. but seek diligently and um, don't be too certain. Don't be too hard on people because you may find yourself changing your mind. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I so appreciate your time and the wisdom that you had to offer. Thank you, Becca. Thank, Thank you, you for asking. Thank you for coming. As always, thank you for taking time out of your space and your um, day to join us here at Pasture Experience Podcast. I hope that you were able to, during our time, um, just listen to yourself and experience a new nugget of how the shepherd is inviting you and meeting you. Um, and I'd love to just end our time reading Psalm 23 over you as you go about your day. May you know that he is with you, regardless of what your circumstances look like. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Grace and space to you today.